Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review and uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And we actually got through that whole thing. We did. Nobody giggling. Nothing. I was trying to stay straight faced. That, that was pretty. Didn't cool. we at one point talk about this? Because just before we went live. The computer soundboard here in the studio says we've got like a Bruce Willis clip. Right. And we're doing Evil right. Dead this week, but right. we don't have Bruce Willis talking about it. But didn't we joke once how great it would be to get sound clips that from people who weren't in the movies? Yeah. Know, talking like that would right. be like a really fun thing. Like we've got. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on that actually. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> and you know I no, you're not. I, I, I should awesome. I should have thought about it, but I uh, love your patronizing. It's, no, it's so deadpan. You're like no, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. No, that's that's coming. Don't worry about <laughs> that. I uh, early earlier this week <laughs> earlier this week I I interviewed Donald Logue. Yeah, uh, that's what I should I should just remember to throw ask him throw that like, hey, stuff this in. Week you know, we're hey, Evil Dead. What right. do you think? And he's like, Yeah, it was great twenty years ago. Yeah, like it. Um, I haven't seen it. So right. I don't know what. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, this week we are doing Evil Dead, and uh, uh, once again, thanks so much for tuning in. Absolutely. And um, we had a. Uh, a bizarre dry spell of emails this week, so we don't oh, really? we don't really have. We'll fire them up this time. We don't really have. Oh yeah, we'll get plenty of emails Hopefully. this week. I'm sure we're gonna um, be pretty incendiary. Yeah, we could probably actually just say <laughs> if you saw Evil Dead and really loved it, right? You know, either just tune out now or fire up your right. email right now so you can right. make sure that you get the quotes right and stuff. Right. Uh, because you know we didn't love this movie, so no. so we're, no. I'm going to throw that right out. I wonder if it does, but yeah. I really feel like it will it will be a very interesting show. We I do too. We have we're a lot have a of discussion. interesting things to yeah. say about it, and um, like when we reviewed Cabin in the Woods, I, yeah. I just have to say to start out, oh, right? Especially you know, um, people are tuning in; they kind of want to have some idea where they're going. If, right. if you're new and you're not uber familiar with us or whatever. Right. Just like when we reviewed several other horror movies over the past year, you know, I basically kind of, you know, bow out to you on the horror thing. You are, you're way more into horror than, than I am. Horror is not necessarily my thing. Right. Um, before we jump right into Evil Dead, though. Which was funny. Okay. Well, it was just funny because you were just asking me before we went live, like, did you flip? <laughs> to get, to be like, you know, I did. This you know, I loved thing, it. You know? It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right, sorry. So. Um, before we jump right into Evil Dead, though, uh, we I feel like we just have to say Roger Ebert. Right. Y- y- you have to recognize it. Yeah. And we have had our run-ins with Roger Ebert on the show we have. um because especially over you know the last probably 5 6 7 years or something yeah i feel like he reviewed some movies that the reviews kind of bugged me and you know the big one is indiana jones and the crystal skull which right. i loved and thought was awesome and everything right there are some other movies like that but um Especially since we have kind of talked about him. Not that yeah. you know we would have to talk about it anyway, but, no, but especially because we have talked about him, I thought you know we have to recognize the fact. I that, agree that he has passed, and and really that it, there's a certain extent to which that kind of changes the world. Yeah, uh, the the movie I agree. the movie review world. It's kind of like now you now people kind of sit there and go, what happens now? Because yeah. it, it really is like. The biggest icon of yeah. uh, of the whole industry of writing There's movie reviews. Yeah. It, it really is nobody bigger. And uh, you know, the one thing I mean, it, it it's horrible to even think. I feel like there's something good coming out of this. That's like just a horrible right. thought. No, but but one of the things that I, I find very interesting is going around like. Twitter and Facebook and everyone talking about it and everybody is, you know, everyone's obviously putting out articles left and right about right. Uh, about the history that he created yeah, and, and his, and his life and everything. And, worst, yeah. and one of the things that I am constantly seeing in all of these things is his quote about ratings, yeah. which I love. 
And as much as people might get the impression that I am really anti-Ebert, <laughs> anti I'm not. Uh, I'm anti some of his reviews, which, you know, for me, I would hope that even people who read my reviews or whatever, I would hope that people would be anti some of my reviews. Sure. I mean, once in a while, right. Yeah. I liked Equilibrium a crazy amount, and you think I'm insane. Well, (laughs) that's one way of putting it. And, you know, there you you go. There are going to be movies, no matter who it is, where – you know, really, if you agreed with everything movie critics said, they would be sort of pointless, right? right I mean, right. anyway. Um, but what is cool is that that his several of his quotes about ratings are kind of really making the rounds now. Yeah. And now it's like people are paying attention to that idea and right. and his thoughts and getting at, re-exposed to it yeah. and and stuff like that, which. I basically take my point of view of what a movie review is from his thoughts on what a movie review is, at yeah. least his earlier earlier, yeah. earlier right. thoughts on right. it anyway. And, it, it, you know, the thing is, is that he doesn't like ratings. Yeah. And he has to give ratings, and he uses right. the four-star thing. The great irony of his job is he hates this, but he has to use it. Right, exactly. Really. It's, it's practically like me and lists, you know. Yeah, it is. I, I, I don't like right. the list, but you right. have to do it. And he, you know, has worked for a newspaper forever, and that's just the industry thing. And even right. if he is God, right. not that there aren't people who don't give ratings, because there are plenty of people who write movie reviews and just go, forget it, I'm not – Right, you just uh, not even doing their, a rating. Yeah, you get it from their dialogue. But you know, a lot of his theory on rating is, you know, he considers it like a genre thing, yeah. which is very close to how I kind of consider it. And so he he will say things about, uh, you know, he'll for example throw out a horror movie, mm-hmm. which I feel like he's kind of in the same camp as me, yeah. really, with right. horror movies. And he'll say, you know what though, if this was a really good horror movie, then I'm going to give it three and a half stars. And right. if, that, if that means it has the same star rating as, you know, Casablanca yeah. or you know right. whatever then some great movie, that's that. then that's what it is. Right. And he doesn't care. I just like the fact that that whole idea and theory is getting another sort of round of exposure now. Yeah. So yeah. so that's very cool. But, right. um, you know, just horrible thing and such a weird thing, too, where it was like one day we heard the cancer was back. Right. And the next day, the all next of a sudden, day, the, he, it had taken him. Right. He, he's right. gone. So it's uh, it was so fast, Mark, I thought. I genuinely thought that it was one of these things like you hear every once in a while you'll hear Eddie Murphy died in a ski oh, yeah, accident. Oh yeah, exactly, right. Or, you know, Adam you, Sandler you, you got killed to, in a car accident. You had like to I check heard it. it. I heard right. it I heard it very quickly through not a not a reliable news source and I immediately uh I immediately texted a friend of mine and I was like, "Holy crap, I think Ebert just died." Right. And he texted back and was like, "No, he just I mean, he's got the cancer has returned. That's right, what right. you're hearing." And I'm I'm like Trying to text and I'm looking. And I'm like, no. I mean, this was. And and it was so the weird. Internet is going. It was suddenly berserk, so very right. important because I wanted to verify it because it seemed like it was the easiest thing to misinform. Like, right, of course, right. people are reacting because he got his cancer back. Not. And then I saw it, and it was getting it was getting validated like all over the place. And I thought, well, it, it could still be a mistake, and they're just validating the same mistake and argument. Right, right. But then it just seemed to be getting real, real. And I was like, man, that really hit quick because it was right. like a day. Right. And he was like, I'm going to take more time and do some things that I want to do because I am getting older and the cancer's back and it was really hard. And then all of a sudden it took him. Right. You know, and that was really unsettling in a way. So, so um, yeah, and, and it really is. I think it will be interesting to actually exist in like the movie critic world for like the for next a little couple bit. of it's years. It's going to be a weird window, yeah. And and see really kind of what happens because I think it I think it actually really is going to sort of yeah, change things. Where's it going to go, and and what sort of popularity or interest or or how right. do you know? Especially because we're in such a weird age of movie criticism now, mm-hmm. where it's like you know all the newspapers are firing their movie critics right. because that doesn't get them money or whatever, and and it's problematic enough and mm-hmm. now to see what's going to happen. So well it's also it's also interesting too because in in some microcosms people are famous but they're not Ebert famous. Right. You know, if I say Peter Travers and everyone out there who knows Rolling Stone they're like, right. "Yeah, of course. Everybody knows him." No, actually they don't. Or David Denby or you know even Roger Roper. 
uh, Richard Roper, excuse right, me, right. who I know a couple people have said they've called him Siskel right. in the last few days. Like, I wonder what that guy Siskel's going to do. And I'm like, Siskel's right. dead. Right. Like, he's not going to do anything. <laughs> right. There's nobody like Ebert. He was the the biggest you know reviewer that everybody right. knew. And with him gone, I don't think there's going to be anyone who can fill that because now there are so many saturations, so many outlets. Right. Back when there were only three, you know, he was yeah. one half of the most well-known of right. them anyway. Exactly. But, but it's just, it's weird. I agree. It's going to be a really weird next and year or two. It's kind of weird because, you know, be- before him, there were plenty of famous. Sure. Pauline Kael was the biggest one critics, before right. him. You know, and there, there were several, and you would know the names of quite a few of them. Right. And then, you know, movie criticism just kind of fell away where yeah. it didn't make you popular or whatever. Right. And, and, and yeah. they still managed to be popular. And I wonder if, you know, there's sort of this thing now where it's like, I mean, everybody's a movie critic, right? Everyone's right. got some blog out there. <laughs> look at where this table. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look at us. Look at us. And yeah, no, you've, right. you've got certain things, you know, going where, uh, you know, you try to get involved in some kind of, uh, you, you know, critics group or Union critics or circle or, or yeah, whatever. Right. And, I, you know, I wonder if there might not be kind of a sort of, Almost a backlash to not having popular movie right. critics, you know, where maybe maybe yeah. some people will step up and become real popular. Right. Well, uh, we won't make this a whole Ebert, you know, moratorium. But one of the things that separated him from everybody else, you know, and if if anybody's ever studied film, they have to know who Pauline Pauline Kael was. But right. maybe you've just heard her because she was famous because she was very opinionated about things she did or didn't like. One thing that Ebert did was he always gave you a fair shake, you know, for the most part. Sometimes he would defend him with, with if you were Vincent Gallo, he famously hated Vincent right. Gallo's Brown Bunny, like, and made the most right. scathing review of it. But nowadays you have to either be like a Howard Stern or a shock jock about things, and there's just there's there's no room for that anymore. Nobody really did right. what he did the way he did it, and and had the longevity that he did. Right. So who knows what's going to happen? But anyway. Right. Okay. So on to Evil Dead. Is there any way that the audience, anybody that knows us knows that if we've talked for 12 minutes about anything but the movie, we really can't wait to talk about this movie. Right. Exactly. We are really just dying to get it out there. But um, so as we jump. Have a comment to make or whatever, you know, jump in the chat and let us know and we'll talk about it or you can always call in yeah and be sure to email us sure uh, head over to rescreening.com and email us all your reactions to the review you're about to hear yeah i would love to hear reactions from everybody and that would be really cool don't forget if you're tuning in we have a contest going uh head over to (laughs) rescreening.com you can can have this movie that's right (laughs) Head over to ruscreenings.com, and you will very easily find your way to where we are giving away. You have the chance to win every movie we review on the show this year. So I'm not going to go into more detail than that. It's it's not hard to do. You don't have to, you know, give us any crazy information or sign up for stuff or whatever. Right. Anyway, so there's that. So, uh, I, I really I really want people to try and win that because Yeah. What do I have to give away really? How right. much how much I, more is there a, than that? A cabin in the woods. Anyway, right. Uh Evil Dead. So, now the first thing I, I I have to say about Evil Dead because um it's my show and I get to say whatever I want. Right. I am actually very disappointed that Jane Levy's in this movie. Are you? I am, because I like her, and she is, uh, people will probably know her from Suburgatory, hopefully, if anybody watches that show, and I love her on that show. I don't even like that show anymore, so there's my (laughs) review of that, but that show has, like, kind of gone on too long and morphed into sort of something else, and I don't find it interesting anymore. Right. The first season of that show I really liked, maybe until, like, the very end it was started, of, of the first season, it was starting to kind of get away from me a little bit. But I liked the show at first, and I love her. Right. And I love her character. And I just, if I could like flip a magic switch and she was not the person in this movie, right. <laughs> I would do it because <laughs> I, you know, is it going to hurt her? I doubt it because it, it, I because doubt it. the, the movie is 
plenty popular. It's uh, you know, it won the weekend, although it was a pretty slow it weekend. Was, right. But it it was a weekend of of balance, kind of. It was a weekend where you know, second was not miles right. behind first right. and stuff like that. So it was it was kind of even. But it did win the weekend, and as we were talking about. It, it's getting plenty of positive reaction from audiences, right. and and we will probably get into we'll get, various we'll get things about that. But so you know, maybe it's not going to hurt her. I don't know, but I just wish you know, ten years from now, looking back, right. I I'm still going to wish she wasn't in this movie. <laughs> in yeah. this movie, yeah. No matter what she does after that, and you know, she hasn't had a whole ton of work. Right. And she's in a fairly popular TV show. And someone said, hey, you want to be in a movie? And she said, rock on. I'll be the star of your movie or whatever. Because, right. I don't know, she's she's not that old and she doesn't have a lot of experience. And she's going to take whatever somebody gives her, right? right? And more power to her. That's probably what I would do, too, right, if I was in sure. her position. But yeah. I just really wish she wasn't in this movie. Yeah. Especially once we got about... 40 minutes into the movie that right. the, all the more I was hoping she would not be in the movie. But anyway, right. Um, so, so evil dead theoretically a remake of the, uh, Sam Raimi classic, right. Mm-hmm. Which was, uh, as we mentioned, hopefully everybody knows, but you know, just ultra low budget movie that right. introduced us to Bruce Campbell, which was basically, like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are friends in school and on a lark make a movie. Just decide to I try. I mean, just yeah. like, yeah, it, it could not be more low budget. Right. And, it, you know, ultimately kind of a goofy movie in its own way. Yeah. And yet, you know, five million times better than this movie. Right. <laughs> in like every every right. conceivable way. Right. Um, I There before we start bashing this movie and before we start playing devil's advocate and kind of defending it in right. certain ways too, um, a couple of interesting things that I did like about the movie. I did like that. We kind of had the girl sort of, well, and maybe even more than one girl ultimately in the movie mm-hmm. kind of, you know, not just being the person who's going to get whacked. Right. I mean, you know, the, not just being your typical, <laughs> horror movie uh as soon as you see her on film you go well that one's dead right and and here's a movie that tells us that they're all going to die anyway so uh i i I do like a little bit more play in that sort of thing like like when you're going you know how many people are going to make it out right and you know lots of people are going to die right no you know it's going to be horrible and everything but i i would have liked a little bit more you know, like if the demon needed three souls, right, and then you'd go, well, who is it though? Right, who's who walking be? out of here? In a way, if, if right. there if there was something going on where you thought maybe they'll live, right, maybe that person will live, and I like that person or whatever. But I did kind of like that the the girl was more the center of the sure. stage, and that was pretty cool. That's a good reflection of mo- more modern horror films. You know, moving forward after right, screen, right. which is the strong female character who isn't just there to be eye candy and slaughtered, right? So. Um, and, uh, I did like the whole addiction thing. Yes. Yeah, so we talked about this a yeah. little bit. I, I wish that had been a stronger focus of the film. We came up with right. in 60 seconds in the parking lot, a better film, right? This better thing better ways for that to just go. by going with this. Right. And, um, that's disappointing. So where this movie differs a little bit, we're obviously in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. And and I was telling you before the movie started that I I read somebody's review of of the movie or I read part of it anyway and it talked about how uh, the movie was so bad that mm-hmm. they actually kind of had time to reflect on the cabin itself <laughs> and and in the end I yeah. have to agree with that position yeah. because. There's no way they really went to this cabin. Right. Nobody went to this cabin. That never <laughs> happened. They have all this uh when you go when you go into the movie. So it's a it's a brother and sister. Um the sister who's played by Jen, Jane Levy, she is, you know, addicted to cocaine and that's our whole excuse for going to this totally remote cabin and right. everything. Remote intervention basically. And yeah, it's basically like we're going to go and you're going to cold turkey it. Mm-hmm. And we're out here and so you're just going to have to do it and it kind of like extreme rehab or something. 
And uh, so there's like a well outside and she throws the cocaine down the well and this like whole dramatic thing. Right. But but the story is you go inside the cabin. There's all there's pictures of them. They've all been there before. They're Um, all childhood friends. It's uh, right. It's a brother and sister. And then it's um, the it's another guy and like his girlfriend, I guess. And then another girl. And that, it's the it's the guy. Yeah, the, they were all the brother's girlfriend, right? And they, she's the she's really the outsider. It's the four of them that were there in the right, pictures, but right, exactly. she's there. So, right. So there um, they, there are pictures of them on like the pin board in the cabin where yeah. it's like the other times we were here and we were right. all happy and right. younger and everything like that. And none of that ever happened. There's no way you'll ever get me to believe. <laughs> It that happened. they ever Photos went to that cabin yeah. and like had a nice party time. There's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, it's kind, of, it's one of those weird things of like overselling weirdness in a way. Like, yeah. like, um, you know, they could just, they could just be at really the cabin that they went to, and then scary stuff could happen, right? Right. But we can't have that. We have to make it the creepiest looking crazy cabin, yeah. and then you're going. Well, but come on, they didn't really go there. Yeah. And it's weird because there are all these touches in the movie that I thought, you know, those are really kind of great. Like, <laughs> just little crazy throwaway things, right? Yeah. Where, like, they're in the kitchen and they've got this, like, old 70s Tupperware stuff and, right. like, the world's oldest electric knife, like, the first one there ever was. Yeah. And having a lot of that stuff there kind of you know, really sells it. Right. Like they, people really came here, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. And this is the stuff we had and it's just still here. But then you also make it look like this just crazy dilapidated horror movie cabin. Right. And, and it's, it, it kind of <laughs> throws you off. It's yeah. like what they're trying to sell. They're losing by trying to sell it so right. much, you right. know, I, I, I less know. is more. It, it's so. weird. Right. So anyway, they they go to the cabin. So they go back. They're they're having the intervention thing, and they stumble upon the basement, mm-hmm. which has like this blood from the floor of the basement and stuff. And and so now I have to believe that n- not only did they used to come here all the time, but they never noticed there was a basement in their own cabin, right? Because they it, because it's not like they get sucked into the cabin like. Hey, I heard a noise in the basement. Or, right. or um, as time goes on, um, with her, we're assuming her withdrawals or something. She smells some gross smell that nobody else smells. Mm-hmm. It's not like we smell something and go, "Oh my God, I smell something in the basement." We move the cover and go, "Oh my God, there's a basement." There's a trapdoor. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and that is like, you know, now, right. now we're in. Like Looney Tunes, right. how could you not know? No one ever moved that rug before. It was a big rug. It's like their parents' cabin. Yeah. So, and they they've been there. It's not like they came and snuck into the place before and left uh, pictures. You As know, a kid in any environment, you explore the hell out of it. You right. look in everything. Right, and so. not and not only that, but there's there's yeah. a little shed outside the cabin. Right. And it's like the <laughs> kind of work shed, and there's tools and everything there. Yeah. And there's a weird secret passage right. in there that goes, there's this hole outside by a tree. It exists for no reason except to facilitate a tense moment later in the movie because it makes no sense. Right. It, it, like there's a it, makes, tree. it makes no sense. And, and there's like a little trap door in there. the little shed right. where the hole comes out. It makes no sense except as... Maybe something that like little kids would have would have did, created yeah, right. or something when they yeah. were there, but the but the same kids did that who never found out there was a basement to the cabin, right. which you know is right. just crazy. I don't know. Anyway, so so they they find the creepy the basement, book, right? Right. They find the creepy basement. There's like these dead cats, <laughs> which you know should actually all be just skeletons of cats. But that would not be as creepy looking. Um, And they, they, you know, they find the evil book, and it's all and and the the one guy who's the smart one, sort of, because he has glasses on. Right. That's how we know that he's He's intelligent. That's how we know he's the guy who will open the book. Yeah. He opens the book. He reads the things. Whatever the demon shows up, and hilarity ensues. The the demon comes and possesses 
Jane Levy, and mm-hmm. she starts getting creepy. And then it's just we're off to the races. I right. mean, it's just like somebody's going to die every few minutes right. in horrible ways. And and one of the things that really kind of uh, pushed me out of this movie early on is um, it takes every terrible horror movie cliche and almost like tries to one-up it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, like I said when we walked out, I thought it was very funny that this movie still exists after Cabin in the Woods came out mm-hmm. because Cabin in the Woods is actually like just a parody of this movie right. before this movie came out somehow. It would I mean, be, it's, it's, yeah. It, it's, like an, it's like a very serious slasher film coming out four months after Scream. You know, it's like, right, look, exactly. really, we've taken all Use, the cliches. Using all the exact same and, things and that they talk they've, about. That they've parodied right. and been like, look, here's the deal. We're going to seal this now. It's done. Now right. move on and find something else. No, 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 no. We like that. We're going to go back to <laughs> no, it. No, we can do it. We can yeah. do it better. And and Cabin in the Woods kind of hilariously, for me, Yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, I, I had an overall somewhat positive experience with that movie right. just because it, it was doing that. It took all the cliches and, like, instead of trying to work those cliches or trying to actually kind of invest the horror in those cliches, it took those cliches and said, that's right, this is the cliche we're doing. Right. And it, and it, took, the, it. Uh, yeah. it took the whole thing of so – there's, so there's some fairly dumb jock guy. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some really hot chick. There's some, you know, smartish guy. Right. And it took those things and said, yep. There, there is, and there's an exact purpose for it, right. and that's why it's always like that. Right. This movie took really goofy cliches, right? Like, you know, there's some hot girl that you hardly ever see until it's time for her to die, right? And it said, "Oh, I can make that worse." Right. Right. Uh, I will literally not let you see her. Right. right. <laughs> like it got to the point where I actually, I actually said in the movie when it's she comes awesome. out and actually talks, She's I got said, her first line of dialogue, and I said, "Who is she?" Because I, I seriously <laughs> right. didn't know who she was. Right. I, I did not know from what the movie had told me why she was there, who she was, and if it did, I completely forgot about her by the time I got. Right. To where she's talking. And then it, it goes with, uh, you know, everyone in a horror movie is pretty stupid. Yeah. It, in in the vast majority of, of movies, most of the people have to be kind of stupid. Right. And, and that's just how it goes. And usually it's uh, you're stupid just because you're kind of young and you're right. probably drinking, right? And you don't right. you don't have a lot of life experiences or whatever. Right. And and you know to be kind of devil's advocate, semi trying to be fair to horror movies, you take a bunch of seventeen year olds and have some really scary crap start happening to them, mm-hmm. and they might do some stupid stuff, right? Because and 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 you probably do. wouldn't hold it against them too much, right? right? But everybody has to do some stupid stuff usually for the horror movie to progress, right? right. It's like, uh, you know, the old Eddie Murphy joke with Amityville Horror. You right. Know, the house tells you to get out, and if you would just get out, then the movie would be over, over, right? Yeah. You have to, you have to do stupid stuff, right. and, and that's just where you are a lot of the times with horror movies. Right. And this movie goes, well, yeah, but let's make them really stupid. Right. You think that was stupid before. <laughs> right. This is how stupid you, it is. You think yeah. they were stupid. <clears throat> we, we can keep going, and, and, one of the ways that really stood out to me in the movie, which made it almost kind of unwatchable at a certain point, was whenever something scary happens to you in this cabin, don't make any noise. Right. Nobody ever goes, hey, a little help in here. There right. are people in the other room right. who could it's come a, and help mansion, you, maybe, right? right? It's a cabin. Yeah. And no, everyone just gets really, Deals really quiet right. when scary stuff is yeah. happening. And I'm like, really? It's one thing to you know, be dumb enough to uh, try to run through the woods and you trip and fall and the ax murderer is chasing right. you or something, whatever, instead of getting in your car and driving away or who knows what. Right. It's a whole other kind of stupid to be sitting right practically next to somebody <laughs> right. and not scream out or ask right. for help or do right. anything. I'm like, really? You're not going to make any noise. And yeah. when you do stuff like that and it stands out that much, right. Then it's pretty bad. And, and then we even get far enough into the movie. Lots of really horrible stuff has already happened. Mm-hmm. 
And we get the girl who I didn't know existed. Right. And we have uh, Jane Levy, at best, is completely insane by this point, and everyone knows it. Right. You know, maybe we're not all buying into the demonic possession yet or whatever kind of thing like that, but she has clearly exhibited, you know, lunatic behavior. Right. And here the girl just, like, walks down into the basement. We've already locked her in the basement. Right. And she just walks down there and starts going, oh, so it's time for You're you feeling to better kill me you or something. Right. So, yeah. And at some point you have to draw the line right. on making right. your horror movie. Going on this, this is one of the things that bugged me in a lot of ways. And I, I mentioned this to you earlier, and we'll eventually I'll find a way to bring it in. But since we're talking about the stupidity of decisions and just the situation – it was glaring to me. There's a there's a quick prologue to the film where you see a father dealing with his possessed daughter, right. and, that, and that sets up more about later what they find in the basement with the cats and the book and all right. the stuff. In the in the earlier versions, the Necronomicon um, is actually a, the Book of the Dead, and it's in this film as well, and it's a different kind of book. Only in in small changes, like in the Raimi versions, it's it's still a book made of human flesh, written in human blood, about you know all of these horrible, awful things. And in this one, there's no human face on it; like it's just like this strangely stitched together book. But when you open it, this is the part that was bothersome to me, and I knew ahead of time as soon as I saw it, like this is the rest of the film I'm going to have to endure. The old Book of the Dead was like all these ancient texts and weird hieroglyphs and just awful looking things and it was decipherable to someone who was educated part of the part of the story in the past is this professor speaks from the book and releases the demon in the in the woods and this is what they have right. to deal with in this book it's the cliff note idiot version because in the margins in in horribly over exaggerated attempt to be scary font writing is words like Burn the bitch. Right. Don't read the book. Um, kill the man. You know, and it's got these dumb instructions that basically say, I don't believe you're smart enough to understand what this is. So I'm going to put a quick note right here in the <laughs> right, corner that right. makes it easy for your 14-year-old audience to realize this is bad. Right. The attempt at – now, look, I don't, need, I don't need horror films. I don't need any film to be above my pay grade intellectually. It can be that, and I can still enjoy it. It can be mindless, escapist kind of fun. Right. But when it becomes this panderingly ignorant, right. and willfully so, you know, they thought that was like an artistic, like, that, that right. They're me, doing it on purpose. That, right. That attempt, to me, is akin to the reasons that I don't like Rob Zombie's attempts to make horror films. It's because I don't think he understands what makes something work or is scary to begin with. Well, and you, you if, know, you know what? To jump ship right there, and uh, like House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that movie bugs me because um, you know ultimately I thought it is a really bad movie. Right. But there are a couple of scenes in there yeah. where I'm going. How is this scene in this movie, right. and yet the right. rest of this movie is insanely bad? Because there are there are some scenes in that in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses that I thought, you know, somebody who really has a clue right. made this scene. Put that in. Right. Now, how did we get right? And where does what we right. got? Put that guy in charge of the rest. In. Right. Well, and again, we're going to bash part of this film, and there are things that I did like about it as well. But you know, just from the get go, just the stupid dumbing down of what didn't need it. Right. You know, and just, I mean, literally, and I'm not being facetious, if, you know, anyone that sees the film, like, one of the pages is, burn the bitch. And right. it's got a picture of, in, in the beginning, it doesn't give anything away, the first, the old prologue has this character burning his daughter. Right. And I just thought, oh, my God, like, you don't have to make it that stupid. You really don't have to make it that stupid. Right. Um, Especially when... um you know, it seems like there are a lot of parts of this movie, and I guess this will be a good example to jump off here. There are a lot of parts of this movie where I thought this would actually be good enough, and and yet mm -hmm. you've you've gone again too far and and right. made it and made it crazy. And in this example, you've got the book, and it's got plenty of pictures, right? And, you know, have a couple of scenes of people trying to piece stuff together and right. going, well, it looks like this and this and right. whatever. 
But no, because on that page, it will say right. in like the giant thing. And the thing that's weird about that is the way that it's written in there mm-hmm. it is like this book has been handed down like right. thousands right. and thousands of times or something because there's all different stuff in the margins yep. and there's all different scratches and there's crossing out the words that you're not supposed to say so you can't even see them and right. the guy has to you know rub a pencil right. on things to try and yeah. make it happen. Um, actually, and this is, this is a good example of, you know, people jumping in the chat room. We've got a, we've got someone in the chat room who's, who's talking and, and we'll, we'll go over this. He's talking about liking the movie and it being, uh, exceptionally bloody yeah, and unnecessary, but you know, what do people expect? One of the things, and, and I, I don't have a problem if people, this was one of the things we started talking about right before the show. I don't actually have a problem with people who like this movie. It's just disappointing because there were films before it that this movie is dependent upon, in the Evil Dead series and without it, that are better. Right. And that people just, one of the things that's really weird, again, you've heard this already, but it makes me feel like the old man with my cane on the porch. There's never been a better time for people to see movies right now than right now. And it only gets better tomorrow and the day after and the day after with Netflix, Hulu, Redbox, Amazon, you name any of the online services. There's no reason for someone to have to endure this film when all the other films that are better than it before it are so wildly available. Right. Unlike when, and I told you when I was a kid, if I wanted to see Evil Dead and the local video store didn't have it, I was out of luck. Right. I didn't have another option. Now if I can't get it you know, online, I can go to Redbox or I can go to the – you know, there's all these different ways to see something. And yeah, one of the things that's bothersome to me about this film is that where the other Evil Dead movies had stuff going on, this doesn't do anything except put five people in a room and just torture porn them, watch them blood, you know, and right. spew everything everywhere with nothing to do but that alone. And that never interests me in a movie, whether it's Eli Roth, Huey Bold, like any of these films. The only one that's kind of in that genre that I ever thought was interesting at all, Jumping Ship, again, is Cabin Fever. Like I kind of liked Cabin Fever just a little bit because I thought the characters were interesting enough and it was a strange kind of twist on that whole thing. But really, from the but human at, at least it was, all the way through, it was making some effort. It made an effort to, to do something. And yeah. this just gets everybody in a room and is basically like, how are we going to mutilate everybody as fast as we can? Right. And in that regard... This is what I was telling you, and you know, we'll run out of time. We're never going to get all our points in, but now we can start maybe defending it and attacking it in different ways. I understand why movie audiences are kind of excited about this right now. Because when we were watching the film, it, it was boring to me. It was never scary. It was never frightening. I'm not afraid of copious amounts of blood or red vomit or any of that right. stuff because I just thought it was so stupidly done. But I can imagine an audience who's never seen the films that come before this, who are sitting there and thinking – she just tore off her own hand. I don't, and she's walking towards someone with a nail gun. Like I don't know what is going to happen next, and that is exciting. Like in the moment of being like entertained, that has an effect on people. Not me. Yeah, but I feel but like people. I can kind of see. Like, like I also said, you know, I, I've had my share of, you know, sitting around on the right. couch with like ten people when you're in college, and it, you, you know, you turn the lights out, right? And you're all drinking, you know, because you're legally allowed to, and and <laughs> right. watching movie and just being in this goofiness. And there comes a point when it doesn't matter too much how good the movie is, right? right. I mean, because you're just having fun, and right. it, it doesn't right. matter. But even then, mm-hmm. I feel like at some point. What you're saying is, if you're really not that bright, then go see this movie and you'll have a good time. I mean, there, there's a line substitute, somewhere substitute, where... Yeah, I understand. And substitute bright for experience. If you really don't have a lot of movie experience and you don't even know yeah, but five I, years I ago... Feel like, I feel like this movie surpasses that because yeah. I, I don't think... I can see the point of that, but this is not that movie no, for me, I don't think. No, this, I get it. I don't think this is that movie because I can totally see you know, that you just don't have experience with a whole lot of movies, and so you think this is a lot better than it is, mm-hmm. or it's better for you than it is. But at some point, you can't, you can't say that. I mean, right. uh, there has to be a line where you go, this movie's just so stupid that right. it doesn't even work. I'm to, still, to in, that, I'm to still that in the devil's advocate chair, though. Right. No, like, that, I can really see. No, I, can, that's I, still, okay. I still can see why 
this is big and happy and fun for everybody and I don't I don't feel that personally but I can still get it. I I do I do want to say too coming in uh, again from the chat room mm-hmm. it is the comment which um I had this same reaction. Let me check out what John And um uh not not this one right here but up a little bit what yep. what he said was um you know how the hell is there electricity right. and water in this cabin? And that to me was uh one of the points where I kind of lost it at this movie right. because First of all, there is absolutely no way that there's electricity in this cabin well, unless they went out and started up the generator, which they did not do. But demon, demon even, even if you want to give them the electricity, right? right? Even if you want to kind of go, look, just play along, you know, right. suspend disbelief, let them have electricity. Right. But every light works in yeah. this cabin. Yeah. Even when they go way into the basement that no That's one it. knows existed and then go into the further back secret room right. in the basement you know pull the string light goes on it it's a proven it's a proven resource in films like this that demon energy demon juice runs, demon juice runs does things it. I, I i it really started to lose me yeah, and and you know another thing about this movie that um that really just kind of you know the more i watched the movie the more things were just standing out as losing me yeah. and especially in this in the screenwriting First of all, even when we're starting into the movie, I was kind of liking it, like I said, because of the whole, uh, you know, decent excuse of the, mm-hmm. you know, going through withdrawal we right. would have, right? Right. I was hoping that what was going to happen is that, like, this is what we talked about right after we got out of the movie. I was hoping that what we would get was she would be doing weird things or seeing weird things. Right. And we would kind of write it off to the withdrawal. Right. And she would be going through this, like, massive cold turkey, you know, cocaine addiction withdrawal. Right. And what we would write around that is stuff that would happen where we would get a fair idea of why people were staying. Right. 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 And instead, what we get is that completely insane, obviously demonic things happen right right away. Mm Right, and we're all there and getting all killed. killed. Yeah, and we're all there just getting whacked. Which, you know, if you're going to have a movie about demonic possession, right? Right. The the undeniable proof of the demon yeah. ought to be really far away in your runtime, right? right? I mean, like that. Is, right. It's not like you just go bang, the demon appears and right. looks at you, or who grows horns, right? Like, you know that I mean, kind of thing. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so that you know that totally kind of lost me. But as we were in that, and the movie was kind of getting me, the the couple of things that I I was gonna say about the screenwriting is even within that, as we enter this movie. Like everything that happened, I was just sitting there going, "No one talks like that. Who talks like that?" Yeah. Like the dialogue was crazily written and plus you're bringing together a group of characters like one of the things that i couldn't stand about it was that i didn't care about any of these characters right and how could you because our theory is that we're bringing together a bunch of characters who all hate each other right so i cared as much about that i cared as much about these characters as i do the steak at texas roadhouse that i'm about to pick or the lobster out of the jar that i'm about to eat right for dinner because really they're not there to be cared about the movie and exactly that's part of the problem you can make horror films where you care about the characters you can it's been done i i was more interested in the characters in cabin in the woods right they at least you know that movie Here's, does that movie does not like you know write the book on how, no, it how to make people care about entry, characters right. no but i I did. They at least tried right. something. They they gave Other, some kind of effort for you yeah. to like the people and not want them to get killed. Right. And you know that's one of the things about horror movies, or, or people have to get killed, and you have to kind of care that they're going to get killed. Right. At least some. Right. I mean, at least a little bit. And right. that's kind of the like fun play when you're watching it is going. Oh, I know they're going to die, but I want to like them, but right. I don't want them to. But, right. You know whatever. And the other thing, um, again, going back, just with the screenwriting that I couldn't stand is like when we were writing the script, it was like somebody had just heard the idea of like foreshadowing. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Like they had, they had right. never heard that term before, never right. read a book before I'm or whatever. Back, right. This is the new and, and like, yeah, their word of the day calendar for screenwriters right. said foreshadowing. And so it's like, you know, hey, look, there's an electric knife. Well, we know something's happening with that. Right. Oh, wait, the door's broken and we have to use the nail gun to fix right. it. Right. And so we know everyone's going to get a bunch of nails yeah. in them. And it's like everything you saw, like, there was nothing in that cabin apart from the things we were going to kill people with right. later. Right. I mean, we never saw anyone. Nobody had like a yeah. cricket bat right. because I didn't have a cool idea for killing right. someone with a cricket right. bat this week. So, it, yeah. But every everything moving along, just what the that's all you see. Usually I'm the, I'm the one that harps on the screenwriting hardest, earliest, not that you don't as well, but it's good you bring that up too. There were a couple things about – you know, just the weird naivete that the that the screenwriters had and that the director, um, I, I would mispronounce his name. It looks like Fede or Fede, but it's Alvarez. And just this attempt to try to combine these blood gore only, you know, everyone calls them torture porn films. You right. know, but they're basically just that extra level of exploitation in a horror film where there's no character, there's no, right. there's a scene and there's blood and let's get to it. You know, there's, there's that, but there's, there's grossness and there's like, uh, figure out a way to show the guy pulling something like out of his out eye, of his eye or know, yeah, taking out of like that just cause it's, and that shows you almost more than anything else, not like an attempt that you love horror. It shows to me, you don't have a good idea. Or you've got an idea and you have no idea how to land the dispatch. Like how to, you don't how to make know what it to happen, do. right? But there was there's this weird thing where he seems to want to take the best of the interests that he's got, and that's to take like a film about exorcism because he really tries to take Mia and make her possessed, not by like some pagan forest demon, but like by the real demon, like because she acts right. like a version of Linda Blair in The Exorcist, or she tries, and right. it fails horribly. Like, she actually has, there are, and I won't say it, one, because it's ter terribly profane, and even though I'm not afraid of, afraid of being profane on the on the show, it's just so laughably stupid if I say it. We, have, be to, like, we have to change the check be mark like, on right? iTunes. If we well, do it's that. just there were, there were lines when she's in the basement, and she's talking to her brother, and she's like, why don't you come down here? You know, and I'll, and, and right. I'm just like, it's so... It, it, there's there's humor in the Evil Dead series, and one could argue that this is an attempt at humor. But I would slap that person in the face because it, this is absolutely played serious. It, it's just stupid. And it's, stupid. Yeah. It, it's just really stupid. And, of, and it's weird because it, you know, as soon as we are in hardcore demon mode, uh -huh. then it's like you know, you think the people in here are stupid. Well, apparently, right. demons are just right. really stupid. You know, eight-year-old boys with a lot of power. Right. It, it, and this is this is almost the, you know, one of the nails in the coffin because we're getting surprisingly out of time. Right. This was very quick. But here's another small thing that bugs me, and I'm not reading into this. I actually had someone point this out to me. The main characters of the film, the five, and, and coincidentally, they need five souls to bring about the the Satan, right. I guess, the bad guy. David is the main character. Eric is the teacher. Mia is the sister. Olivia is the nurse, and Natalie is David's girlfriend. Right. The first initial of every one of those names spells demon. That's so panderingly insulting. <laughs> like, that's like that, I'm trying to that be was just, junior high. That was just accidental. No, that's absolutely <laughs> on purpose. And it's not – and I was just like I, – I just saw it on, like, the IMDb thing for the right, trivia for right. the film that's authorized. And I'm like, right. seriously? Right. Like, that's your, like – code i i just want to i just want to jump Drives in really quick crazy. and acknowledge uh another comment that we've got right. in, in the chat room that is uh uh somebody mentioned they were surprised that the basement existed in right. the cabin and i you know i just want to acknowledge that we did actually cover that in the yeah. beginning and i equally felt that that right. was insane and, and i don't mind you know we're i love seeing the chat room all flared up john fortuna is actually in there typing away and there's a few other people in there um we saw this yesterday just to cover the bases it wasn't in 3d thank god but it, it was one that i expected you would have been with all the blood and the gore and all the right. opportunities to really pander it pays homage to the other films, like what you said. It shows if you've seen the earlier films, whether it's Evil Dead One, Two, or Army of Darkness, you know that chainsaws are a big thing, and it it shows like chainsaws and all the things from the earlier films, like as this homage effect that right. is just kind of distracting. Because like what you said, really all it does is 
gives you foreshadowing to what's the next tool that someone's going to use to. All it does is remind you of. Yeah. If it's if this movie's reminding you of the uh, earlier movie, every time it does that, it's a bad. It is a bad thing. And it's funny because normally, right in Mm -hmm. in a review like this, what we would be doing is going, you know how you could make this movie better, and we don't even need to, right? Because it's a remake of a movie that had zero budget. Yeah. And as good as it is, it's not that well written in a sense. You know, it's I mean, it, I it, mean. It, it's decently written, but it's you know, it's decently written by two dumb guys who are friends who at just, school yeah, who having a lark. made yeah. a movie, right? right? I mean, it's almost like uh, you know, Super Eight movie. You know, I mean, it it it's just. Right. It's not because they were road scholars and were <laughs> right. the greatest writers in the universe to come out with a horror movie. Yeah. And and it has tons of horrible things going on with it. And you've got Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell who, you know, are covering every credit that right. you can get doing everything. It it really is so much just a couple of guys making a movie. Right. And and not to, you know, leave out all the other people who are involved in the movie. No, but, I, yeah, I do. I mean, uh, but, um, and to think that that movie is so much better than this one, it, right. it is just almost bizarre. Yeah. And, and it understands horror movies in a, in a way better way. And, and this movie is just sort of like, well, you know, people uh, went to that Saw movie, like right. six different versions. Well, of they it. know so, people will go to these. Yeah. So uh, why not? Why not make another one? This this transitions to getting us to the actual, you know, the end of the show and the review stuff. But D Hour in the in the chat room asks if we thought the film was scary from a from a scale of one to ten. Uh, I I don't even know if I could go one on that. Yeah. I thought the movie was none scary. Right. I, I thought there were a few moments where it was gross. There were definitely a few moments. I, I will give the movie this if it wants it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know right. if it wants it. There, right. there were several moments I didn't want to watch. Yeah. I knew exactly mm. what was going to happen, and I didn't really want to see it. And yeah. not because anything scary was happening, but because I was going, mm. you know, that's something really gross that's going to happen, right. and that doesn't really do much for me. So I didn't really want to watch it. Like, right. you know, the more that you're like pulling your arm off or pulling right. stuff out of your eye or, you know, pulling the nails out of your leg and, right. and stuff like that, it it is really kind of gross. And, you know, for the right person, it kind of gives you the weird chill in your back where you're like, oh, right. you right. know. But scary? I don't. Right. I don't think that. I don't think I was ever scared. There was a lot of the film, which goes back to what you were saying about the screenwriting. That you know, yeah, sure, pulling a nail out of your hand or or you know a needle out of your cheek, you know, near your eye. That's that's uncomfortable, right? You know, but but not having a sense of how the real world works. Like there's a moment when Olivia, who's the nurse, is being challenged by the brother David about his sister Mia. He's like, we got to get her to a hospital, and she snaps at him. And there's a reason for the tension amongst the characters before everything gets all crazy anyway. But she snaps at him and she says, I've, I'm, giving him every, I'm giving her everything that she'd get at a hospital. Right. A nurse, a character written as a nurse in a story in a horror film by a guy who doesn't know what nurses can get out of a hospital right. would say that. Right. There's no way a nurse would be able to give a patient in a cabin in the woods everything they'd need that they'd get in a hospital. Right. But if you don't know how hospitals and nurses work and you just think like I I, I saw that on Days of Our Lives, they always can just check stuff out. Well, and then you think that's how it really works. But that and is, the, is, the theory is that she is so sick of right. Uh, the you know quitting the drugs and getting back right. on the drugs and quitting the drugs that she's going to you know stand by the decision not to leave right and and here's the thing when you're writing kind of the outline of what's going on mm-hmm. you know that's what you're writing she's going to stand by the decision not to leave somehow right, right. because she is sick and tired of her friend almost dying or mm-hmm. or the person that she knows almost dying whatever and going back right back to it and Theoretically, she sees all the drug addiction people in her job and all that stuff, whatever. And I'm okay with, you know, the summary version where that's what she's going to do. That's not how she would do it. She would have she would have a better offering for. We don't need to take her back right now somehow. Right. Right. 
And I just think it's even funnier when, you know, there's just a bunch of examples. We could keep going on, and we only got five minutes, so we'll we'll probably wrap up because this is one of these films. There's no real reason to go over, I don't right. think, unless no. there's other stuff you had to say. I mean, no, it, it, just the ridiculous idea that there's a lot of blood in the human body. There really is. Right. But if you rip your own hand off and you continue <laughs> to fight demons for 12 minutes and then you just get in the car and you drive. I mean, yeah, and we're duct taping people's uh, stumps <laughs> I love after I love after their arms get cut off. And and then and then what? You're wrapping duct tape around the end of their arm, and then that's going to do. <laughs> duct anything. tape is an awesome ceiling. Anyway, I, I don't know. Yeah. Look, you know, uh, you know. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. You guys, you know, you guys threw out a bunch of awesome stuff to read, and and there were some things that we we had done before um, before you got in there. So listen to the start of the show if we didn't hit everything. But right. You know, and this is a movie like you were you were talking about how uh, you know you were going to kind of play devil's advocate. You can see why people like mm-hmm. it, and and like we said, you know, I can see getting you know five or ten of your friends together and going out to the movies right. if it's in the theater or if you like you know if you rent it and sure. you're just having like a fun night, and you're just kind of you know. My mood right now is not to see the best made film ever. I want right. to see some crazy horror movie, right? Right. And that is a perfectly fine theory. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that theory. This movie does not work for that, though. No. You still have to, it, even if you're putting forward that theory, if you can't agree to the idea that there are movies too stupid for that, then I then I don't agree with that theory anymore. Right. There there has to be some level of there's a line and yeah of the movie is just too ridiculous and this movie does so many things as ridiculous as it could be done uh-huh. that I I just can't even buy and into it, that and because I agree. there are plenty of other movies that mm-hmm. in some very general way are exactly the same as this right but they do everything better. Everyone doesn't have to be an idiot. Everything doesn't have to come together in the, like the dumbest way it could. And the one of the and again, real close, but on time. But one of the problems that this movie makes from the start is that it takes itself seriously. It's not playing loose with the rules to have fun in a in a um, you know Peter Jackson dead alive kind of way. Right. And if that's a film you've never seen, that also has ridiculous amounts of blood splatter and create. But right. it's funny. It's right. supposed to be funny. And and it's sort this of is, like this uh, is very serious. It, and it it's, it's sort of like serious. where Cabin in the Woods. When when you're watching Cabin in the Woods for the first time and you, you don't know the whole the whole drill of the movie, as that that movie gets to a certain point where you're about to go, yep, this is the dumbest thing ever. Just like this <laughs> right. movie. And then it. I mean, it, it does it early on where we see this stuff happening, but you don't really know what's going on. Right. And then the movie kind of saves itself to the extent that it can because it goes, okay, but really this is what's going on. Right. And right. and it has a different angle to things. And, you know, like I said, I didn't love that movie anyway, but right. still but, it was, you know, it yeah. had its yeah. ability to exist in a more legitimate way than this one right. by a long shot. But, right. So, so what do you give it? The only reason. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because I'm wondering if it even gets a quarter star. <laughs> yeah. The, the only reason you're giving it a quarter star is the only. Well, I don't. I don't do quarter stars. But right. The only like, reason oh, right. <laughs> that I'm not giving this movie none stars <laughs> is that as much as the whole movie was completely crazy and stupid and useless. Right. I I kind of felt like I liked some of the actors in it. Yeah. Uh, the um you know, I felt so bad for the guy who died the whole movie long. Right, Eric. Yeah, the, he was the, the guy yeah. I mean like the guy who was the actor, like he just wouldn't right. die, right? And and I I didn't in it. We're running out. Yeah, we'll live. I didn't hate Jane Levy in it. I don't like that she was in it. Right. But she wasn't that bad, I yeah. mean, as far as giving a, a performance, right? right? So, you know, I give it a half a star just because I give it a little bit of a break. But yeah. if it wasn't for that, it would have been none. Yeah, well, I, I've ta- I've been teetering between half and one star. And we bashed the whole thing. But there were things about it, again, that I liked, too. And, and I don't... 
I don't know if it deserves. There were a star. couple of okay moments, but it's like I can't even remember what they are now. Yeah, I'm a half star. <laughs> I mean, I really uh, I, just for the sake of us running out of time, I'm not even going to try to talk myself into a full star. <laughs> it was a half star, and and most of it is the screenplay and the director, and that's, and, that's and, it. And the actors know, aren't bad. The thing in the end so. for me, like somebody, and you know, we've given our ratings, so right. we we may run out of time for live listeners and so thank you very much for tuning in and we will see you next week right um but as far as going over for just a quick minute the thing that really you know drives the nail in the coffin on this movie is that i was never having any fun whether (laughs) whether it's whether it's the fun of like being scared in a horror movie where where you're going you know it's tense it's creepy something is Mm -hmm. happening like there's even if there was like a little bit of a psychological play right. where it actually delivered some tension or mm-hmm. something like that, you know, I, that kind of fun, like right. the fun of seeing a goofy horror movie, even, right. you know, on no level was I ever having a good time watching it. I mean, yeah. there was, there was nothing, yeah. it, there was nothing holding me there. And as I told you, I can't remember the exact moment and I never leave a movie. <laughs> Right, you everybody told me this like ever, but yeah. there was actually a point in the movie where I was like, you know what? If I didn't have to do this right. on the show tomorrow, and I, and I had another movie that we could just yeah. suddenly switch to, I'd be out of here. Right, and right, and then the movie got worse. <laughs> except <laughs> that, did. except that by then I was yeah. like, well, how much could be left? Right. Why leave now? Well, for you know, just on the way out, you know, there's if anybody can endure staying through the film, and I actually made you stay through the end, there's something at the end. And if you can endure getting to the credits, honestly, it's terrible too. It is. It's horrible. But if you've made it that far, (laughs) you might as well sit through the last two and a half minutes of the credits. And there's something at the end. So at the very, very, very end, there's a little, and it's even that dry, and, that and it's me, irritating. That almost makes me want to knock my rating down anyway. <laughs> no, but it's, anyway, it's not even that it's like a bad thing that happens. It's just a. It's I honestly, just a thing that makes you go, "Oh, come on!" Right. I, I think mean, sometimes ratings, irritating. and I, this is just to get out of here too. But I think sometimes giving something half a star out of five is worse than giving it no stars. Right. So I feel good. So maybe maybe that's the just a half benefit a star. of it. Uh, Sorry guys, it's just it's not scary. It's not fun. Uh, I can for me, I can see why it is for others because you just don't have the knowledge base of all the other films right. that are better than this. But and, and, and I you know, do see why. And it's really weird to see all the reviews we talked about this. Looking at them now that I've seen the film, so many just as, average casual customer user reviews. They're all over this. They love this. Right. They're like, this was so scary. It was so bloody. Yeah. Lots, and people are lots afraid, of user reviews. People are like afraid of things that you just, you stop being afraid of if you see a lot of films. You, maybe. You maybe. Just, I don't know what it is because this movie doesn't even have it sucks. anything behind it to deliver the scare right. of the things that should be scary. Right. This is a movie uh, for me like where you know we have saw 6 or right. or whatever and you know you see those other saw movies it's kind of like when you make saw and people go see it and people are going to go see that you, you know no matter what because there are only so many horror movies and there are horror fans and people want to see it right. and then but once people showed up to saw 2 right. right right then you know the people making the movies were like aha see i mean people right. like this and I guess there's a market out there, and if you really think the Saw movies are great, and you really think several other movies that are kind of the same, like you said, sort of horror porn or whatever, I mean, that are just gore and and crazy, nonsensical kind of sickening things to look at. Right. Then you know this. You, you're going to like this movie, probably. Here's the here's the last thing, and I probably should have said this more definitively earlier. When you're trying to scare somebody, the most effective way to do it is to get them to care about the characters because you have a vested interest in their safety. They remind you of someone that you know. They are a reflection of you or who you think you are. You know, etc. If you can't do that or you don't know how to do it, the next best thing to try to do is give them a situation that's scary like a haunted house and if you if you really suck at all of these things that are good signs of storytelling anyway what you do is you just throw a lot of blood at them and then you just be or gory. shit or or urine and gory. this movie has everything this movie has right. all the body all, you know almost all the bodily fluids in it 
and and it's an attempt to just be basically like, ooh, 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 look at me, look right. at me. Right. It, it just doesn't know what to do, so it's going to try to scare you with it, what you. It, right. It, it's just it's of. just another. Uh, so and it fails. It's just another side so. of the horror coin, right? Yeah. Where it's like. I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to scare somebody. So right. a cat suddenly jumps into right. frame, and then you well, go, even, "Ooh, I was startled." Even right? when, and even they, if you do, yeah, exactly. Even if you do defer to me a bit in the horror films, you know, I'm not going to save this film. This, this was trash. It was right. awful. So. All right, so that'll wrap up this week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, Good so times next week. send those emails to Mark Eastman at ArieScreening right. and we will be sure to. That'd be uh, fun. See, I would love to see what a lot of people say. And and really, if if you have a defense for the movie, I, I'd love to hear I it. would love to know what it is. Right. And I'm not, you know, at some point I will just say, no, you're wrong. I, I mean, that is <laughs> right. that is not, you know, I love the fact that, you know, I love that it was stupid. That was great. Right. Uh, I want to watch more movies that are stupid. And then at some point I'm not going to listen to you. Right. But if you have a defense of the movie, I would I would love yeah. to know what it is, and I would love to be able to come back next week. And talk about some points where people yeah. said, this is why I liked it, and there's this is no, why it's okay. There's no director's cut of this that's ever going to save the movie for me. Well, I, I don't no. even know. Will there well, there, be? Is, there is a director's cut. It was Sam Raimi's cut. That's the best version of this sure. film. So Maybe. That's I my, that's my I don't know. Anyway, um, once again, I'm not absolutely sure what will be next week, but we, yeah, will okay. be we'll back, we will be back here next week and probably about the same time. And thanks so much again for tuning in. Yeah, thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Yo, everybody get up, everybody get up. Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more.